0: Welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour, everybody. So, this episode is largely a response to just the bullshit that's going on in the news, shit I don't care about, shit that is constantly invading my life. And that's what it's doing. It's invading my life. It's nothing I want to talk about, nothing I care to talk about. And it's basically, you know, this whole stuff in Charlottesville, everybody's trying to moralize it. And. Um, it really bothered my friend David Bingham and I. So Damon and I decided to record this episode last night and just kind of vent our frustrations, where we're coming from, and I feel like we use a good amount of logic and some good grammar and rhetoric as well. So grammar, logic, and rhetoric. It's the trivia method. Um, But anyways, guys, I might not frame my arguments the best. So if if, you know, if you listen to this and you're like, "Hey, Drew, you're kind of sounding like an asshole here," just let me know. I don't, I don't mind. Um, but yeah, so this is some adult stuff here that we we do talk about. So we may want to. Uh, if you, I do, as I've already done in this intro, I cuss a lot in this episode. So figure I'd put that out there. Um, no affiliates today. So if you guys, I mean, there's obviously affiliates for the show. Um, if you guys do, just, there's some content in here that's probably controversial, and I, if I feel it's controversial, apparently people say my show is controversial, and I, I don't see how, but I appreciate that. But to me, this is something I would never really want to talk about, but I just decided to talk about it because some shit's pissing me off. So anyways, guys, um, it's with my good buddy Damon Bingham and I, he was on the show. We did that fake news show. Um, where we talked about fake news, we talked about the perception of America, and him and I haven't hung out since Rich has moved in, or really since the season started. So we had a good time hanging out and just kind of discussing our views of the world and just the way things are going. Um, I don't agree with everything Damon says, but I really like the way he thinks, and I appreciate his uh, critical thinking skills. And he's a very pro-freedom person, much like myself. And a lot of this podcast, we we talk a lot about hate versus violence, um, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, uh, freedom to be an asshole. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much what it is. So um, that's it, guys. So with that being said, I hope you guys really enjoy this show. All right. we're recording another porch cast man i tell you what i'm really enjoying these porch casts i was just thinking before you came back outside that when i first started the podcast i used to only really record in person i used to love recording in person and then once i got my my corporate job I, I started just doing skype interviews it's just so much better in person and um so, everybody, I would like you to welcome to the show, we we had a podcast about fake news before it was called Fake News, and then I went and changed the name. Mr. Damon Bingham, what's up, buddy? Hey, now, I'm back. Is it Bingham or Bingman? Bingman. Bingman. man. So, the exciting thing is, is that... <laughs> jack is looking through at you through the window which is so funny
1: jack is wanting to get on the show and he
0: he he does it's so funny when i when me and tim were sitting out here recording rich was just hanging out like and then rich put his face in there like jack does it was so fucking funny but uh anyways um it's a porch cast porch cast for anybody that didn't listen to the last episode check it out there'll be a link in the show notes me and Damon had too much whiskey to drink, and, and then we recorded and talked about Trump and and just a bunch of other shit. And I, a lot of people liked that episode, and they actually told me they liked how much I cut you off and shit like that. And it was like because it was just two guys having a conversation that you cut me off. Yeah, no, I interrupted you a bunch because we were both kind of drunk, and then we were both kind of weird about it. And I was like, you know what, dude, I think it's entertaining. Wow. And then I put it out there, and it was, and you're like, and you send me these messages, dude. I'm so much more drunk than what I thought I was. Dude, dude, I I know I could make better points than that. So you swore that you would never do a podcast under the influence again. We did go to old school once again, ate some dinner, had a good farmer's market today. It's actually been a pretty busy, pretty good business-wise farm week. And um, then I met up, and I was hungry, and so we did have two... Two, uh, we had two bever- two adult beverages. But before we get started, I do want to well, say. Let,
1: well, let, let me know, let me interrupt you. Like, no, me interrupt uh, me. I, yes. I don't have headphones on, so let me know if my volume's not right. No, your volume's good. Um, I, I got it set. Uh, yeah, like uh, so. The last time I had four drinks, and then we did a podcast, and uh, my personal assessment was that it was terrible. But you did get positive feedback. Uh, this time, I've had
0: two drinks, so it should be twice as lame. <laughs> <laughs> But I think this is what's exciting. So before, when we were doing that, like, you are about to go full-time into the Forex trading. I was about to go full-time farming. Here we are. We actually haven't hung out since before Rich moved in. You were the one that helped me get the, the initial contract started with me and Rich and basically said, okay, well, if you need this, this is it. And then I found Rocket Lawyer, and, and you looked that over, and it was a good old time. So, um yeah. So big, big amount of gratitude. I was excited to hang out. You called me today. And the, so this is, this is the topic. So that I think that the episode of this podcast should be hate versus violence. Cause that was kind of like the conversation that we had. And it's, and it's, it's a big thing. I mean, this, this podcast, and, and I think in reality is about free speech, but it's also about our feelings because God damn it, Damon, like I had no idea about any of that bullshit in Charlottesville or whatever the fuck that city's called, right? So I'm just, I'm <laughs> on my way. I had this great time at this wedding. I had this great time spending time with family. I spent the day with my grandfather on Friday. Spent a lot of time with family on Saturday. We had this great talk. We just had this great time. Um, brought the lady with me and hang out with my dad, stepmom, and brother. And we had just, just this great time, right? Sunday, I, uh, me and Rich were heading to Target, and I'm trying to get these small um, totes to store my microgreens. So we get to Target, and we uh, we get, and I'm on my way, and I get this message from my buddy, who like I bought art from the podcast, and then actually what what's cool is like I've never released any of the sample art that I bought from this guy. And I just really liked it. Like I liked his art, so I, I spent some money and he's a cool dude. Big shout out to Smiley. And so Smiley hits me up and he goes, "Uh, you got a time?" He called me and I was like, "This is weird." So I was like, "Hey dude, what's up? I'm on my way to Target." He goes, "Oh, it's something quick. It's funny." And I go, "Okay." He's like, "It's some dumb shit." And I was like, "Okay. Well, let's let's we I'd probably talk to the guy on the phone in over a year." So I talked to him and Smiley's like, what's with all the Nazis from Ohio? And I'm like, well, what are you talking about, man? I'm like, you know, Ohio's a big state. We got like, you know, 10 million people, 8 to 10 million people here. He's like, no, I mean, with the the stuff going on in North Carolina, I'm like, what happened in North Carolina? I had no fucking idea. I don't watch the news anymore, Damon. I could tell you all about the news on this street right now from sitting in this porch. What's going on with that house there? my neighbor screaming at himself or the drama to the left or whatever. I know this street and I know the drama here. And that's enough for me. Like everything else is just me focused on how can I make more money? How can I do this? How can I do that? And honestly, dude, it's great. Then this fucking bullshit invades my life. And he's like, well, there was protesting. There was some, uh, neo-Nazi rally in Charlottesville and then there's this girl protesting and she was marching in the street. and She got hit by a car. And I say, well, man, I would hate to break it to you, but if you march in the street with a sign to protest, you're at risk of getting hit by a car. And for some reason, that just blew his mind that I would say that. <laughs> and he's like, that's not funny. I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, it's, it's a for real thing. Like, I've multiple times said how fucking dumb it is. You're not going to make any difference by marching in a fucking street with a sign. It just never really works. I mean, I get that we went to public schools and they told us that that's what caused civil rights and all that stuff. But, you know, read Renegade History of the United States. Read a lot of shit that's actual real history that's not fucking public schools or or bullshit government uh, institutional brainwashing, which is what you get when you go to public schools. And then you actually learn that shit. It's not surprising. Like, why would you go march in the street? Like what what is the purpose of that? Is sure. it
1: Sure, are you actually making the argument that public school and possibly other government institutions are attempting to brainwash us into thinking things which might be uh adverse to our own
0: economic and personal interests? I definitely am, am making that <laughs> argument. And I think most of my listeners that will resonate with I mean I love talking about my homeschoolers that I are in my local network, that they're not crazy religious people with long denim skirts. And if you are and you like this podcast, I'm totally cool with you, too. Like, I have no issue. If you're like, I'm going to unplug from the government, whatever religious views you have, whatever views you have, whatever opinions you have, that is your fucking right to have. I mean, you, you have an ability. You have the freedom to be a fucking asshole, I think that's, like, the biggest thing to me. And I will defend a fucking piece of shit asshole because I don't think you should silence them. If you don't like what he says, don't talk to him. Or try to convince him civilly with an argument. And I think it's, like, I get so fucking pissed off, man, because people, like, now this fucking, this chick's face is all over the goddamn news cycle. Like, it's so weird. Like, I I actually, you know, I I started working that that, that part-time gig um to get cash and there's tvs at that gig and i'm just like this is all it's talking about they're just showing pictures of this lady oh she was so let's look at these photos let us we want you to emote we want you to feel sympathy she was murdered she was murdered from a nazi and it's like this (laughs) all this fucking bullshit like they're not real goddamn nazis man there are a bunch of fucking white dudes that probably don't get laid, that probably aren't even Nazis, right? They probably aren't even really Nazis. Some of them are. But it's just so comical, man. And how convenient is it that now the media has a face, right? And, I, and then I said, well, you know what, man? She should be happy. I mean, honestly, I mean, isn't that what you want as a protester, to be a martyr? Isn't that how you really are going to get changed to go because you died for your cause? And he didn't think that was funny either. He said that that was a a dumb perspective to have, and uh, and I said, well, I don't I don't think so, man. I mean, why else would you march in a street?
1: Were you, Were you saying it to be funny in a comical sense, or were you saying it to be like just literal, like no literal, like yeah, if you're
0: yeah, gonna yeah. go fucking march in a street for a cause and put your right life at risk for this belief that? We're gonna end racism. Don't you wanna die for that cause? Isn't that why you're marching in the street? Because you're so morally superior to everybody else? Isn't that isn't that your reasoning for doing that? Yeah. Um <laughs> anyways, you have opinions people, about this too. And well, I we knew this was gonna be a rant podcast, so I think I should end my first rant. Look at,
1: look at how energized you are to talk about something other than growing microgreens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That was the thing I said, Damon. I'm really looking forward to this because I've kind of been burned out with farming. Like I do like talking to farmers and I love picking their brands. I love hearing their stories. But god damn it, when you start living that life, you're like, man, I need an outlet. God damn, I'm enjoying my life. Why why are people telling me about this? Why are people putting on Facebook like, oh, I can't believe there's so many Nazi sympathizers? It's like, what are you talking about? Like what are you fucking talking about, man? What do you mean Nazi sympathizers?
1: Uh, yeah, we are have, we
0: Nazi sympathizers by saying that we're tired of this bullshit.
1: Well, that's that's the existen- I mean, that's the uh, existential question that is being forced upon a great many people in America right now because the political conversation has become so polarized and uh, race. Uh, first of all we've we've completely lost the ability to have a conversation about race and racism. We have lost that as a society. You cannot have a conversation about race or racism because everyone is so uh, emotional and ideological about race in and of itself that even to even to bring up the topic, uh, people get triggered quote unquote triggered P- people are people have moral and ideological perspectives about race and racism and the expression of those things in our society and they are attached to those perspectives that they have and the stakes are incredibly high because um Western civilization uh Western civilization is uh it's, it's for 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 lack of a better word, it's it's white history. Uh, It's European and American history, American history, beginning with Christopher Columbus and the discovery of the new world. And we have... Which is
0: also a bullshit fucking story, right? Like the Italian guy that goes to Spain and and then he he sails the sea and he finds the West Indies and discovers America via the the West Indies. We're not going to talk about the fucking Nordic Vikings that were coming over and... Raping and pillaging Native American women and children, and then the Native American men would come home and be like, Somebody fucking killed our families, and they would go and hunt down these Vikings and butcher them. Like, we don't, it's like we don't <laughs> learn the, the like, we want to have these fairy tale stories in history because you know, there's, it's it's, yeah, it's there, there's
1: reasonable evidence that the Knights Templar uh discovered um it's either minnesota or wisconsin i believe in the 800s or in the 1100s there's, there's i didn't know that there's there's, there's reason that they
0: founded uh switzerland and that's why they have the red cross and that's why everybody has a gun and that's why it's yeah. in the mountains because the knights templar were uh running from the catholic church when the pope decided that oh yeah it's time to die yeah, like, we don't need you anymore. I mean, I knew that. I didn't know that about there's, Minnesota. There's reasonable. And evidence. They do have a huge Swiss and Swedish influence in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, there, there's um, there's reasonable talk, evidence I mean, Mike, that, that the Chinese. Buddy... Oh, sorry. Uh, there's reasonable evidence that the Chinese discovered the Pacific coast of North America at some point. Uh, I forget exactly if it was like the 300s, or I mean, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah, but uh, so we have these narratives in our history
0: which come from our public schools oddly enough which is what i started on yeah and um we
1: moralize about uh that history and history history defines who we are without our history we don't really know who we are and for better or for worse uh, american culture at this time has a history that basically goes back to Christopher Columbus. And there's a big window of time in there where slavery and indentured servitude is a aspect of American life economically, socially, politically for, you know, at least 200 years. And, um, the, uh, history of Europe, uh, ba- you know, basic- basically, basically, the modern uh, narrative goes back basically to World War II, and um, there's a lot of moral um, conflict about the, you know, the role of World War, World War II and the Third Reich
0: and and all that. I tell you what, so I I started listening to. Have you read Thaddeus Russell's book, The Renegade History of the United States? No, it's a great book. Thaddeus Russell, uh, he is a great contrarian for sure. I don't agree with a lot of shit he says, but Honestly, a lot of it had to do with his framing, but he did this—he um, did this this live uh, event it was like the first Renegade University event with my buddy uh, Brett Vinat of the School Sucks podcast. And so apparently, like they they kind of leaked it out. I was listening to this podcast today, and Thaddeus is talking about his new book is actually about how um, there was actually a lot of youth rebellion in Nazi Germany and like the the whole the whole package bullshit of FDR was this great president and like he actually like that's kind of like honed in on this real conspiracy of FDR and his wife and and the whole plan of of him and uh, the drunk from England as to why the Americans actually went in and there's actually books from like from diaries of People that were captive, like Jews that were captive in, or actually could have been hiding too, that like were hiding in plain sight in Nazi Germany, and just saying like, yeah, as soon as the um, as soon as the United States uh, really gets involved in the war, they're just gonna start killing all the Jews because they don't need the hostages anymore. Like they're keeping all these Jews as hostages, and it's like it's this really fascinating perspective. And he also talked a lot about like uh youth gangs so there was all these youth gangs in nazi germany and the youth gangs would actually go and attack hitler youth they couldn't they couldn't for germans that weren't like they couldn't keep the germans that weren't in camps motivated so a lot of them were going on strike at work and all this other shit and like how like their their government was actually so unsustainable but in it, it's it's a lot more convenient for us to moralize this history and to say that, oh, FDR is the greatest president ever. Oh, the New Deal was so good for all of us. Oh, if it wasn't for us, we saved the world as Americans. And that's why we're the greatest country ever. Like, look, I'm not going to lie. Like, as a guy that fucking hates government, a guy that 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 is pretty anti-government, true and true, you know, all the way, like, I don't think we should have laws and all this shit. I'm pretty hard in that direction. We were talking about it at dinner, like we're really fucking fortunate to be born in this country. We're automatically in the top one percent of the world, and we have, we have a lot of freedoms to think the way we can think and express ourselves the way we can express ourselves. And thanks to technology, we can sit here on my porch and record this episode, and I can put it on the internet, and it can sound of close to radio quality, and people can hear us coming together and expressing our thoughts and thinking our thoughts out loud, right? So I'm okay with that, but why lie? We don't need to lie. We don't need to pretend like we don't need to moralize this history. We don't need to moralize this thing and say that we are we are such this great country. We, If it wasn't for us, we saved these Jewish people. And, and I'm not trying to say, like, the shit the Nazis were doing was good. Like, no, man, they were fucking pieces of shit. And, you know, it was they were awful. They were, in, you know, and I hate to moralize it, but they were, in a sense, evil. And it was it was like a it was a disgusting thing though. I mean it it's an interesting thing like to, to think about and I don't wanna fucking throw a fucking anchor into this conversation too much, but it's just like moralizing history, especially World War Two, it ties into what the fuck went on. And and I don't think it's like and and look, if I don't know, David, well, you wanna say something you, about, you sorry. You've,
1: yeah, you, you said several interesting things actually. Um you know we well right now we are moralizing about our history narratives and and we you know the average person we we treat history like it's some sort of morality play that 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 you know we we learn from and we progress from and that's not necessarily the case at all um you know, I'm not familiar with your, uh, with the stuff you were saying about FDR. It, yeah. But, well, but, I mean,
0: just even like FDR in general, like as libertarian anarchists, we know FDR wasn't this great fucking president that was sold to us. And, and it's like, it's interesting too, like the whole idea of, um, what is always tied to laissez faire? Oh, it's like, um, Keep going. You say something else, and I'll I'll tie it in. (laughs) All right, my turn. Um, Yeah, no, I I was
1: getting ready to say uh, no. It's all good. I I was getting ready to say I'm not familiar with that stuff you were saying about FDR, but it's always been very ironic to me. Um, You know, people talk about like boycotting companies, and people talk about um, you can't even talk about like you know race or Nazism or any of that stuff without people becoming incredibly moral about it. You know. We know that J.P. Morgan financed the Nazis, and it isn't like you know he went over to Germany and and was meeting with the Nazis. No, he was doing all this from his offices in New York
0: City, right there yep. on Wall Street.
1: And if and if and and, and Henry think,
0: Henry Ford was an actual Nazi sympathizer.
1: Yeah, and 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 and, and right now we're seeing. Uh, I mean, it's the Charlottesville was Saturday, and this is now Wednesday night, and and Charlottesville was about. Uh, tearing down a statue from from Confederate times,
0: Robert E. Lee, right? And,
1: yeah, I believe so. And then, um, and then, and then, just like a day or two ago, we saw uh, a statue torn down. I believe it was in Durham. It was somewhere in North Carolina. Um, and and and, and people are so gung ho to tear down these statues, uh, w- which have been up for over a century. But well, you, at least put them in a museum or something. But, but you know. J.P. Morgan financed the Nazis, so how is it okay with everybody that J.P. Morgan Chase still exists, and 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 has that name? You know, the the anyone from Germany or anywhere that had the last name of Hitler, like like after World War II was done, you don't see anyone with the last name Hitler. You don't see anyone with the first name Adolf. But somehow J.P. Morgan can still be up everywhere, and, and J.P. Morgan
0: Chase is one of the, the his trusty. Uh guy who worked for him, Prescott Bush. Yeah. His he his like what it was, his uh his grandson and great grandson became president. Wow. <laughs> and they actually they made their money here in Columbus, Ohio at Buckeye Steel, which is now Columbus Castings. Columbus yeah. Steel um, Casting.
1: The one patriarch uh is actually buried over here near uh the old Cooper Stadium. Yeah. Uh and I'm drawing which, a blank. The one
0: that made Buckeye Steel Buckeye Steel. Uh yeah. I Prescott Bush's dad. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. It was in uh man, PBS. <laughs> uh, PBS had that great has that great Columbus neighborhoods, their local WOSU. They have that great Columbus neighbor, neighborhoods thing and they go into that when they talk about uh Marion Village. Yeah. So or the South Side. It's like I think it's called the South Side.
1: Anyways, keep going. Well, a lot of these people that are, you know, anti racist and anti fascist and all that. Are also anti-capitalist, but but you won't ever hear them say anything negative about you know J.P. Morgan Chase and other public companies. Uh, it, how is it so okay to like to like be all gung ho about tearing down all these statues and preventing uh, people from expressing their First Amendment rights, like uh, Milo, and 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 even KKK members, like like how? Yeah but it's okay to just keep these uh legacy institutions alive i mean we if you want to attack like government institutions because they have a history of of quote unquote institutionalized racism institutionalizing privilege well you're actually uh you're actually attempting to tear down the government and tear down our societal history but meanwhile these 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 capitalist institutions quote-unquote these public companies they come and go and yeah. and and you have an opportunity to take take the stock price of jp morgan chase to zero and and jp morgan finance the nazis finance the third reich uh but you don't ever hear them saying that and why is that that's my question They
0: constantly commit financial terrorism in reality oh hey I mean, if you look at it like the way they create bubbles they, they, they hire, they do massive hires for their bubbles and then they do massive layoffs when they're done with a bubble. I mean, it's, if it, it's, I a hundred percent agree with you. These, I, think, I think it's like, why, why are we okay with our governments doing banking with a fucking corporation like Chase when it's like, why not have your government support a local credit union? Isn't that what you want? Do you want your Do you want your city that you're paying taxes to? You want all that money to go sit in some account and make fucking chase a bunch more money? Yeah, and Chase is just one of these actors.
1: Uh, no one ever went to jail for the 2008 financial crisis. These these are humongous multinational banking corporations that that we know uh, are, are are creating massive. Um, crises of democracy planet wide um nobody wants to like like try to take them down a peg or two but like but like meanwhile like we can go take down the statue when you know like um
0: well that statue's offensive and it it makes me feel uncomfortable because that man fought for slavery cuz that's what the civil war was about slavery there was no other issues damon i learned it in public school that the civil war was only about slavery. Yeah. So that
1: is looking at history without any appreciation of the context that existed at the time. Yeah. You know, our our, our own President Trump had to defend the founding fathers. Like, it, it, I, I believe it was today. If it wasn't today, it was yesterday in that it's, press conference.
0: It's For, just so fucking ridiculous. Keep going. Yeah, though.
1: 41 of the 56 founding fathers were slave owners and, and and Thomas Jefferson and George Washington were slave owners uh,
0: Thomas Je- Okay think about it like this like this is the only way to really fucking say it man like to take slavery out of context like okay number 1 if you own slaves that was considered property if you own property you probably had to register it with your fabulous government which probably would have been you know, the fucking, uh, whoever it was at the time, right? Or you probably still had to deal with a bank. So do you think your bank is going to be okay with you, or whatever it is, whatever financial institutions or powers it be, would be okay with you just giving up? I mean, Thomas Sowell really did a great job explaining this in white liberal. Oh, no, no. If you just uh, uncommon knowledge, or if you just, if you, if you, if you, Put in the podcast thing, Thomas Sowell, Uncommon Knowledge. Like, Thomas Sowell's a brilliant human being. And I'm not going to say that slavery is good because, obviously, I'm against slavery. Um, No, slavery's bad. Obviously. However, to take our our first world problem fucking uh, viewpoint or perspective and apply it to 200 years 300 years ago almost well, that
1: that's the thing that the, the people uh first of all people are looking at something for two or three hundred years ago that that and they're, and they're looking at it through the moral
0: context that they've adopted today yeah. in this time period and you know why a lot of those people used to still own slaves even though they didn't believe in it because the easiest way to free slaves was to die that was the easiest way to free your slaves, from my understanding. I mean, you can look into it, and if you want to call bullshit and say, "Hey, dumbass, it's not actually true," based on this, this, and this, that's great. We'll have a conversation. But I mean, from my understanding, the easiest way to do it was because when you die, it was so much easier to um, basically convert your assets into people. So you you had legal assets on paper that had to be accounted for in your estate. And I don't even know how plantation politics used to work, but also too slavery. Nobody I mean, knows. That's Reed, the point. Yeah. Read George Fitzhugh. Like he had this cannibals all book and it was a pro-slavery book and his arguments are super fascinating. He makes this like he, he says, um, and you can find the book for free. I read it. I read it for this, this course, uh, at Toledo, like intellectual history. And it was, and his book was one of the books we had to read. And I had a good professor and I didn't appreciate him at the time. But, uh, you know, he had a, an interesting view and in his whole thing is, you know, sla- like slavery is a very socialist thing. And that was actually his argument. Like he would say, you know, like his ar- he was for socialism. And then he also said that, um, you know, I treat my slaves better than the white slaves of the north. And also too like roots, like everybody thinks slavery is what roots was like. I'm not trying to say like, look, I'm not trying to say slavery was good. The people weren't treated like shit, but I I seriously doubt, you know, if you want people to work for you, what is the incentive of whipping them senseless all the time? Like, I don't think that I doubt that that really happened. I just doubt that it really happened. And I'm not. And I think there's a lot of evidence that actually shows that it didn't really go down that way. Like Roots was a very um, Hollywooded movie. And also, too, like, how the fuck do you really know, like, into details when you're doing genealogy searches of conversations that Kizzy had with Chicken George and all that other shit? Like, I seriously doubt that. Like, I mean, you got to remember, it's a goddamn movie. You can't watch a movie and think that's how fucking history actually works. But unfortunately, Damon, that's the society that we're in, is that if you watch it on TV, you have to fucking believe it.
1: Well, there was... Um uh I'm drawing a blank. It was either Harriet Tubman or Harriet Beecher Stowe, the woman that uh, did the Underground
0: Railroad. Harriet Tubman, yeah, did the Underground Railroad, and she was a badass. This dude threw a fucking weight at her head because she was an abolitionist, so she had this dent in her head, and she some somehow survived it. Like Harriet, Harriet Tubman was like a tough fucking woman, and like, and actually, a lot of slaves. She, I think, she even wrote about like how a lot of slaves she couldn't free because they didn't want to be free
1: that's right the, that that yeah. was i mean i'm going to butcher the quote but she basically said she freed a thousand slaves and she could have freed a thousand more if only she could convince them that they weren't free yeah so so that right there points to the idea that the slaves didn't
0: have this experience of themselves that they were slaves in the way we define that now in modern oh, times yeah, and just wait till the day when people don't have wages anymore Fuck, is that with Nick uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb? I read his, it's like this short book, and it's just like he calls it poetry, but it's just like this book of one liners. And uh, he said, if you want to convince a slave he's not a slave, then give him a wage.
1: (laughs) I I want to go back to to the one thing you were talking about because, I mean, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence and his philosophical. the concepts of the, the concept in the Declaration of Independence that uh, the, the right to govern is not held in lineage of kings, but is actually held within the people, uh, the citizens, and that they can have uh, a representative demo- a form of representative democracy that is uh, competitive to just the divine right of a king. At the time, that was a radical, a concept that was I mean that was influenced by Locke and and that was perhaps the most radical political document ever written in human history and yeah you can see that the founding fathers had a relationship to other races that they were not human in the way that they were defining human but but it, but it isn't it isn't just that they were a bunch of racists they they, they were you, just
0: men, man. I mean, I I don't like a lot of George Washington with the Whiskey the Whiskey Rebellion or
1: well, and they and they and they didn't give women the right to vote, and they didn't even give white male uh non-landowners the right to vote. You had to yeah. own real estate to vote. And
0: and you know, we can look back. And also, too, the Civil War was pretty much fought by non-slave owners. And I I think The United States of Jones is like a really good uh movie that kind of shows that the matthew mcconaughey one that's a good movie. oh yeah yeah, yeah i it, haven't seen that yeah but, well yeah. It, it just basically shows that the like people want to believe that everybody that fought for the confederacy or within the confederacy were these fucking slave-owning bigots and look the slave-owning bigots all right most of the slave owners weren't even bigots they actually actually probably really liked their slaves Maybe they didn't think that they were equals, but I definitely know they didn't hate them. What, whatever the relationship was,
1: what, whatever that relationship was, whether it was just pure hate and you know, just, just, you know, putting these animals or, or property or whatever that relationship was through abject misery and cracking the whip on them nonstop. If it was like that, or maybe it was more like a human to human type caste system that existed. Uh, whatever Catholics that relationship, on in India today, whatever that relationship was, their society was dependent upon the economic relationships that existed. The only way to have these economies of scale in a in an agricultural society was to have these people working in the fields. At, at the, that's the only way you're going to have these economies of scale. That's the only way you're going to have this economy. Uh, period and 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 it's very easy for us to look back on them and and cast moral judgments um but but that's just our perspective like at some point in and the future we people are going to no, look back on us we have
0: no skin in the game when we look back in history we don't have any skin in the game all we can do is look at a book none of us were actually there and we can try to piece together what we think actually happened or how things really were So what the fuck are we moralizing for? Like, yeah, like, good. Here's the thing. Rich and I talked about this. I was like, dude, they're really going to take that down? Like, that's a part of history. Exactly. And then Rich said, so what? They were the fucking losers. And I go, you know what? That's a really interesting perspective. I didn't think of it that way. They were the losers. And then somebody said, well, why not put it in a museum? And I was like, yeah. Put these statues in a museum. We shouldn't forget.
1: They they were the losers. That is an argument in favor of total anarchy. Yeah, they were the losers. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like 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 that's the big moral justification as they to were, why we should tear these statues down. Yeah,
0: and I was like, you know, I'm way more okay with that than uh, they were the losers. I'm more okay with that argument than uh, fucking you know what they represent. That war it was all about slavery because it's like man, it just wasn't all about it like yeah that was a big part of it but that just wasn't what it was fully about yeah and, and I think that's the biggest thing I mean it's not well, so I, I mean,
1: don't there, there are many ways to construct a society and there are I, I mean as a society I, well Thomas Jefferson believed that every generation should have its own revolution yeah so 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 yeah like do you think
0: in a way it has though
1: what has what
0: every generation in way has had a revolution
1: oh hell no no hell no all right no and 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 i'm in favor of uh like as a society if we want to look at our identity and change that as a society that's fine we can do that but the the moral perspectives that people are taking right now to try to invalidate our american history and people in Europe are trying to invalidate European history based on these moral perspectives about race and racism uh, and slavery and the history of slavery, uh, uh, they're not taking into account... I mean, that's fine. Okay, we can have that conversation. But they're not taking into account the fact that slavery still exists on planet Earth. It does. And 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 the, the same people that are tearing down statues and just being jerks about this whole topic are are doing nothing to eliminate slavery as it exists what are you talking about damon
0: they wear they have signs and they march in the street and they say nazis get out of (laughs) here that doesn't that doesn't stop (laughs) slavery and that also doesn't stop racism it doesn't i i assert that it doesn't then why do they do it damon because they are
1: intellectual midgets, and they are... They're, they want the feeling of moral superiority. Yeah, and, and they are virtue signaling, and they are not taking responsibility for
0: the problems of our current society. How dare you say the term and, virtue signaling? That's what the alt-right Nazis say, Damon. You sound a lot like a Nazi right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people
1: sounding like Nazis anymore because
0: because so the, the
1: the... the 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 conversation in our society is is polarizing perspectives and and so now people sound like racists when they when they just try to express their you know you know their 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 perspective which was normal and reasonable a decade or two ago yeah it's now it's now it's you're a nazi
0: yeah now it's you're a nazi i don't want to talk to you um, saying all lives matter just really is racist. It's just racist to say all yeah. lives matter because you don't understand what the black people have been through. You just don't. How can you even talk about it when you not you're not even black? How would you know what they've been through? And all you're doing is is your you are you are minimizing the the. I, I can't even do it anymore, man. Yeah. There's a turn. So. There's a term, there's, sh- there's that fucking argument that they make too. It's like you're just minimalizing the uh, oppression, the history, the of oppression, institutionalized the of these people. violence. That's... Yeah, it's just. I mean, look, I agree. Like, I'm not gonna lie. We always did have a rule when I'd hang out my friends that weren't white, and we were going out guess what? You're not driving tonight because I don't want to get sit over in a car and I don't have to argue with a cop because he pulled you over for no reason. <laughs> like, I do think you are more likely to get pulled over if you're black. Now, however, hum- it, it, to, to say that racial profiling doesn't exist is just a farce. And why is that? Because look, I even make, I even can like, I make quick judgments being in sales, like, this person is going to buy, this person isn't, and why do I make quick judgments based on the way people look, the way they walk, the way they talk to me, everything, right? Well, even though... So so to think that a cop doesn't do that, and let's say, I mean, here's the thing, too, man, and it's a fact that's hard to swallow, and people can call me a racist, but, you know, maybe these statistics are wrong, but I don't think they are. When 50% of crimes are committed by you know 15% of the population which are african americans um, and a lot of times they're against each other too like we all know that cops aren't that smart i mean to, to pretend that cops are smart or that cops are, are aren't intentionally recruited because they are dumb and they will follow orders or that sociopaths don't 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 even aren't aren't, aren't drawn to a, a position of power like a police officer is, is just silly to not think that man. And so, so yeah, obviously these dumb sociopath people are going to be judgmental. They're going to profile. I get that, but marching in the street with a sign doesn't, and saying black lives matter, doesn't fix that fucking problem. It doesn't bring awareness to the fact that the way that we hire police is a really fucked up thing, right? Like they they want people that are dumber. I mean, there's been there's evidence that that's come out. People have come out and said this, right? Yeah. That people w- w- work within our our government. So, man, well, like,
1: the, I mean, I mean, Drew, you obviously sound like a completely privileged, yeah, I'm so fucking white man, privileged man, a white straight man without any handicaps, and you obviously just don't get
0: it. Life's been handed to me easily, Damon. I don't work hard for anything. Here's the truth. I don't like to work hard for anything, but unfortunately I do. (laughs) I wish things would just naturally happen. I wish I could just be lazy and my business could explode. But I tried that. My business was failing miserably. (laughs) It wasn't working out. Don't you wish you could just be lazy and you could make these great Forex trades and be on top of everything?
1: I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, um, with
0: automation, like I'm working on... Having this farm be as automated as possible, right? It's small. It should be easy. You know, I'm working on making it easier. But guess what, man? There's still going to be work, and it takes time. Like, you know what makes things easier? Experience and skill. You get more experience, you get more skill. If,
1: If money grew on a tree anywhere...
0: You know, so, for, somebody for people would be, that have orchards, money really does grow on trees, and money really does grow in the dirt in my backyard. Well, you would, you would still have to do some work to harvest oh, that yeah. currency
1: right off that tree. But, <laughs> but getting back to what, I, I mean, I mean you went on an incredibly racist diatribe there for I a few really minutes. I really did. I'm really sorry. Me, let me make sure any of the audience that we haven't lost. Uh, listen, so a woman died in Charlottesville last weekend. Yeah. And it's, let's. You
0: know, I, I feel bad for her family. Well,
1: for the sake of this conversation. Let's just say that she is the victim of of targeted murder by neo-Nazi white
0: supremacists. Yeah. Let's let's just make that case for the purpose of this conversation. They hate whites worse than blacks, that's for sure. Those neo Nazi white supremacists. Nine people died in Chicago last weekend. No
1: way. And you and and, and where was Antifa? Where Nowhere. was Black Lives Matter?
0: Nowhere. And I bet they were all black.
1: Uh well, I don't know. Actually, there's probably some poor whites that got killed. Well, I too. don't remember the statistics. But, yeah, like like there's a great deal of black-on-black black crime
0: in Chicago. How where, where dare is, you? you? Where don't is understand. the protest? There is no protest, Damon, because there's no enemy when it's black-on-black black crime. Blacks are committing crime against blacks because as a homogenous group, they just haven't been treated well enough. We haven't given them enough handouts. I don't want to say handouts, man, because I don't like that term. We haven't given them enough assistance. Um, You know, we just didn't give these programs enough. You know, we just didn't... We weren't patient enough, Damon. I mean, I don't care that teenage unemployment was lower for blacks than it was whites in the 40s. I don't give a fuck about that, Damon. And that's a fucking statistical fact, by the way. Look it up, people. Well, you're... I have to pee. I'm yeah. really sorry. Are we pausing? Or? No, I'm going to pause. Or yeah. you can keep talking, but no I pause, won't hear you. Dude, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, I talked about unemployment ratings in the 1940s. Uh, and we were talking about how I was a racist. Yeah, you're a racist. All right, I was making some points. You said you wanted to butt in, and I just keep going and just firing off these different points that I'm making. Like... So let's recap. So I just went on that big rant about cops being stupid. Um, Of course, you know, cops also attract sociopaths into that position. Uh, Of course, they profile. um,
1: Yeah, let me just take over because you were were using the example of uh, driving while black.
0: Yeah, which I think is a real thing. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've uh, experienced it with friends. Well, you know, I've for um,
1: for at least six months, you know, I have I have people in my social circles that want to talk about how privileged I am because I'm white, straight, male, not handicapped. So disgusting. And 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 I challenge them outright and I challenge any of these listeners. Get a hold of Drew if you want to take the challenge. Uh, Privilege is non-existent. It's made up. It's the Easter bunny. When people talk to me about my privilege, they are talking to me about the Easter bunny. They are talking about Santa Claus. It is not real. Now and 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 I challenge people all the time, what are you talking about? And the only example that anyone can ever give me is driving while black. Uh or also like, you know, if you get busted with like, you know, a small amount of an illegal contraband on you. Like, you're much more likely to go to jail if you're black uh, than, than if you're white. Okay. Um, I concede that—I'm willing to concede that driving while black is a thing. And uh, I'm willing to concede that the war on drugs has hurt the black community much more than white communities. Absolutely. And, and okay, if that's, the, if that's my privilege, uh, let's get rid of the war on drugs.
0: I, I have been arguing for that for decades. Um Well it's like let's it's, do it. It's the whole thing if people want to talk about the symptoms and they don't want to talk about the root of the problem. Right? Yeah. I mean and that's that's what that's what we're that's what we're talking about. So when you march in the street with a sign saying that you don't like Nazis, does that talk about let's end the war on drugs? Does that talk about, you know, let's you know, let's re take a look at the way we hire police officers. Let's talk about psychological examinations for police officers. Like, whatever happened to police officers being a member of the community? Like, I mean, whatever, whatever happened to that? Is the war on drugs? Yeah, and, and the reason why we
1: can't get rid of the war on drugs is because people have moral perspectives about people's rights to to put what they want to put into their bodies and to take the drugs that they want to take and to just have a relationship with their doctor where their doctor can prescribe them whatever. Yeah. And and and, and but people don't trust their fellow man, no, to be responsible with their own body. And 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 but so also too, and so look we're, at we're trapped many, in this moral circle. We can't get rid of the war on drugs look and at then the way we moralize we f- about race and then we moralize about everything.
0: Well, let's also look at government funding, right? Like do you think people in the DEA want to to legalize drugs. Why would they do that? They'd lose their jobs. Exactly. I mean, they budgets in the government are based on how much you spend. Yeah. It's not it, there's no real balancing going on. Oh well, you didn't spend that much this year. So, do you think people want to risk their bonuses? We we have allowed
1: as as a society, we have allowed government to become so involved in every last facet of our lives. And, and government controls us, and, and we've turned democracy into tyranny of the majority. And, yeah. so, and so that is why people are so radical and so polarized in their opinions, is because if you have a particular perspective and someone else has an opposite perspective, you now have to win the culture battle, you have to win the political battle, because if you lose, you will be annihilated by the other side. What we should be doing, is decreasing the power of government at all levels, decreasing the influence that these institutions have on our lives, and then it doesn't matter if there's institutionalized racism or sexism or whatever. It, it just doesn't matter. But 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 no one trusts their fellow man to just take care of themselves and live their own lives, and 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 you never hear anyone make the argument that. That we should decrease the power of government. We should get rid of the war on drugs. The war on drugs hurts the black community. We should get rid of it. I agree. We, the United States of America, has 5% of the world's population, and I believe it's either 20 or 25% of the world's prisoners. The United States of America is the largest penal colony in human history, but we call it the land of the free. Yep.
0: I have nothing to add to that, like, man. You're on a roll. Keep going. Like,
1: like, and that gets back to the point about slavery existing on the planet right now. There's, 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 uh, slavery that exists in Africa with rare earth minerals. There's slavery that exists in Asian countries. What about uh, indentured servants in, uh, in India? Yeah, uh, wage slavery in the United States of America. And oh, by the way outright slavery. I'm going to make the argument that slavery exists in America within our penal institutions. We force prisoners to work at wages that are that are even lower than an illegal Mexican works for and and we have for-profit prisons that are traded on the stock market. So so those
0: are those are going away though thankfully due to the uh, prison unions, the prison guard unions. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it you you have prisoners who are who are being forced to work on behalf of quote unquote free market companies and 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 that right there i i assert that is fascism you have a combination of a public institution with uh, a public institution like government with a private institution like a corporation working together to force human beings to do labor that they wouldn't otherwise do, at wages that they wouldn't otherwise do, and, and, and those companies are dependent upon that labor to, to maximize their corporate profits. They're dependent upon that labor so that, so that they can be traded publicly on the stock market. And the same people who are tearing down statues and going absolutely bonkers about neo-Nazis and, and people wearing Ku Klux Klan hoods do nothing to stop that institutionalized slavery that I assert exists in the United States of America today.
0: Yeah, man, but even to go further, like, what the fuck is Black Lives Matter? Like, I don't know why people don't get that it's a supremacist group. Like to say that all black lives are the same, and link black people into some homo- uh, homogenous group is racist, and that's the way racism starts. I mean, it's it's no way. There's no way around it. Like uh, again, I was listening to Thaddeus Russell that podcast. So it's really good. I got to remember to put it in the show notes. But the term Caucasian. Is like, created in, like, the cauc- the Caucasus Mountains or Caucasus Mountains or whatever. Where that term comes from, it originates in fucking uh, Russia. It's, like, we're not Russian. Oh, i never even heard of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, where that, ter- that word comes from, it, it, it originates from some fucking Russian mountains, right? But like, I'm Scotch-Irish. Like, I'm a different white person than most white people. Like, yeah, I guess I can blend in, but I never really... I always felt more comfortable around black people. And why is that? Because black culture is a derivative of hillbilly culture. And why is that? <laughs> because when the slaves were freed, they went and hung around the poor white people that, guess what, were Scotch Irish hillbilly culture. And yeah, I mean, they weren't all Scotch Irish, but a majority of them were, right? So why do we eat the same foods? And it's the same thing, like, you know, Irish dancing or Irish play the fiddle, like bluegrass, blues, all that shit, man. And it's, 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 there's, there's similar cultures. So I always got along better with most black people because we came from similar cultures and it's, and and that's the thing. And it's like, you know, I, I don't give a fuck what your race is. I really don't care. I care a lot more about your work ethic. And how you treat other people like if you treat people like shit i'm not gonna like you like i'll i straight up will not like you and i would say yeah i mean people that have actually gotten fist fights with all white people my whole life all white people i never got in a fist fight with anybody that was black why is that probably because we came from very different cultures (laughs) Or it was, a lot of it was like honor culture too. Like there's this similar honor culture that goes on. But people don't talk about culture, man. People want to talk about race. And race and culture are completely different. And it, and it's, it's easier to try to group everyone as race, but it's like, well, you know, how is that the same? Like, let's say, oh, you know what, we want diversity. Well, why do we want diversity? Because we want, you want it because of culture? Do you want culture diversity or do you want racial diversity for why? So let's say there's a a white kid and a black kid from the same neighborhood. Both their parents are doctors and you accept them both because you want more diversity. Is that really more diversity? Oh, that's that's a that's a
1: good argument, actually. I've never thought about that that way. That's I mean, that's
0: why diversity is a bullshit term, man. No, you want different socioeconomic things. I mean, even then, I mean. I mean that's that's a big reason why, um, what's it called hasn't worked. Um, it worked for some people for sure, but segregation. What's, no, no. What's the desegregation. term? No, not desegregation. What's the term where people would get into school for being minorities? Affirmative action. Affirmative action, right? Like just like that Indian guy. He just wrote that book. He's actually Mindy's brother from the Mindy Project and the. I think she's kind of hot. A lot of people don't. But the Indian chick from uh, The Office, right? The funny one, right? So her brother was trying to get into med school, but he didn't have good enough grades. And there was a lot of Indians trying to get in. So what he did was is he, he pretended to be black. And he got into the I just school, saw this today, yeah. And he flunked out. Why did he flunk out? Was it because of his race or was it because he wasn't fucking qualified to get in the first place? And now he wrote a book about it, and now his sister hates him. <laughs> Anywhere, And she's the one that told him to write it, and she it, she thought it was funny. She told him to track it all and write about it, and then he did, and now she disowned him because, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't. If people
1: want true equality and true harmony, they have to stop emphasizing the differences between us all. I agree, man. And and people say that they're that they're trying to you know that they're, it, that, they're that they're fighting for equality or equity.
0: But it really is but, our fucking differences that make us fucking great, man. I mean, yeah. if you and I were the same, it'd be so goddamn boring. Like with something we were talking about is like I went to pee, and you're like, man, I'm really trying to make this a clean podcast. But you just keep fucking saying the F-bomb, fuck this guy, <laughs> this guy's an asshole. And it's just like, man, that's who I am. I've tried. I think as I've gotten older, I actually cuss less. But when I get really mad, my rhetoric becomes very lazy. And I find it a lot more effective for me to cuss. And maybe it's it's interesting, man. I was reading this uh, Wendell Berry book, and he was talking about Edward Abbey. Do you know who Edward Abbey is? No. He was like this the environmentalist tried to claim him. And then they would hate him because he would they're like sometimes he's a good writer and other times he's not. He just sounds like um they would just kind of criticize him, he just sounds like, you know, some some commoner with his lazy rhetoric. And I think it's just like I'm just being myself. I think that's that's the most important thing to be authentic. I get upset and I feel that I can vent frustrations and not and 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 properly express my anger via profanity and yeah i guess it's it's not as good i mean i i do like to be a good influence on kids and i've actually had people say you know i'd love to have my kids listen to you but you cuss way too much (laughs) and that does make me want to cuss less i'm not gonna lie like i appreciate the fact that people want me to their kids to listen to me and and all that stuff and i try hard not to cuss but sometimes man i just do well, we're having a conversation about race. Yeah. Uh, which and it is, pisses me off, man. Which is
1: the most politically charged topic it just, it right just, now in, it, the, in the society. Like, I, I think I think we should actually shield children from some of these conversations.
0: Yeah, I don't think that... I I don't think... It should never be an issue. And I think, like, something that I want to bring up, I was talking about it when we were at dinner, is there's this movie... Um, Really good documentary on Netflix. I read an article about the guy. Um,
1: let's see here. Well, while you're looking that up, you know, I have a friend that uh, I have a friend that has like a seven or eight year old daughter, and um, he was supporting Hillary Clinton in the last election, and he spent all sorts of time talking about how Donald Trump is the next Adolf Hitler, and Donald Trump's a liar and a sexist and a misogynist. And he moralized nonstop about how Hillary Clinton becoming president would be
0: the greatest so thing. So good. We need to have a woman you, you know, in office. It's yeah. so good for us. We're such, we're finally here as a society. We have a woman in office. Well, then fucking and, nominate
1: a good, qualified and the, person. The morning after the election, he got on Facebook and posted, you know, what am I supposed to tell my daughter now?
0: Tell her that you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell her that you're a bad father because... Tell her her that for you to put some other human being on a pedestal... Number one, anybody that wants to become president, you don't want to be a role model for your kids, man. There's something wrong with that person if they're like, you know what, I want to be... I want to be in charge of 320 million people
1: tell your daughter that you've been brainwashing her on some ideology for the last six months or a year that it's that's that that, and that ideology is nothing more than a moral perspective and 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 you've been and, and I told this person for months you're becoming hysterical about this concept that Donald Trump is the next Adolf Hitler and that's not necessarily true and if you think that that's true, then... then
0: Maybe you should read a fucking book. Th-
1: then maybe for your daughter's sake, you should leave the country. Yeah. Because we just elected the next Adolf Hitler. Do
0: you, you see that shit about George Clooney? He was like, I'm leaving the country if Donald Trump gets elected. But then he moves away, and he's like the big voice for accepting refugees. And then he leaves the UK because the refugees were getting too out of control. Nah. And his security didn't think it was safe for yeah. him to live there anymore. Yeah. That's fucked up. Or that's Mark funny.
1: Zuckerberg building... Uh, a, a humongous wall around his Hawaiian estate, and yeah. his neighbors are suing him to 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 stop him. But meanwhile, he he keeps saying that that walls have no place in society. Is that why? And, and me-
0: I, is that the why the Mexicans built a wall between th- them and Guatemala? Yeah,
1: yeah. Not just that we shouldn't build a wall on the southern border. Walls have no place in society. Period. Yeah. Uh, of course, a guy that
0: Hypocrites makes much? his whole business about people sh- not. Giving up their privacy is going to say that, though. Yeah. Like he has skin in the game to say that. Um, anyway, so the documentary is called Accidental Courtesy. It's about Daryl Davis. race. It's called Accidental Courtesy, Daryl Davis, Race in America. Daryl Davis is an accomplished, mu- accomplished musician who has played all over the world. He also has an unusual hobby, particularly for a middle-aged black man. When not displaying his musical chops, Daryl likes to meet and befriend members of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, for people that don't know, Daryl Davis is a black musician, um, even though I just read that, but people might not have heard that. When many of these people eventually have leave the Klan with Daryl's support, Daryl keeps their robes and hoods, building in his collection piece by piece, story by story, person by person, in hopes of one day opening a museum of the Klan how inspiring like, how fucking inspiring is that right how so for inspiring. anybody that thinks that that sounds inspiring but then you also say well black lives matter is 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 doing good things no they're not and actually black lives matter hates daryl davis they hate him like there's this really uncomfortable moment where he sits down with these young kids and he's trying to explain to him why they're doing why he's doing what he's doing and they're like i don't get how you could do that you're just basically they basically call him a race trader and then like the only people the most aggressive people to Daryl Davis weren't the members of the Ku Klux Klan but it was the members of Black Lives Matter like fucking think about that man a guy that's converting clan members having like like grand masters converting grand masters and shutting down temporarily shutting down clans in entire states by converting their leaders and Black Lives Matter doesn't want to talk to this guy. They think he's a race trader because he even talks to the clan members. Like, what are you doing as humans if if you think that your way to convert somebody or to, to talk to them about why do you hate somebody? Um, like that was there was Daryl Davis's thing, right? When he was a kid, he was in a parade and he was in Cub Scouts and people were throwing candy at him and he didn't understand why. And he noticed that nobody, nobody else was getting pegged with candy and he didn't understand why. And he had to have a teacher, like a a parent say, well, Daryl, I I don't want to have to explain this to you, but like they're doing it because you're black. And he didn't know that he was any different. Right. So then he, he, instead of like saying, well, life is just out to get me, he decided to raise above it, became a successful musician because he lived in this question of, how can you hate me if you don't even know who I am? Yeah. Like how, how can you hate me if you don't know me? Yeah. And I think it's just a simple question, right? So And that human connection how, straddles. It straddles everything, man. That level of
1: racism and hate.
0: And it but it also goes back to like Black Lives Matter hating Nazis is no different than Nazis hating other races. And that's what they don't understand, right? And that's the whole thing, too. Like, we, we started the day with this conversation of hate versus violence. Why is hate and violence synonymous? Do cops hate people? Is that why they are violent against all races in this country? I mean, is that why the government is a monopoly on violence? Is that why if you, don't, if you don't pay a parking ticket forever, the cops come and they put you in jail? They block you up in a cage? Is, is that because they hate you? I what's wrong with hate? Hate hate is not an action. It's not, man. I I mean I denounce violence. I denounce violence and you know what? Violence is terrible. Particularly if you don't like a particular race and you say some ignorant shit. I'm not really going to care for you that much. I mean if 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 you actually hate a group of people just for being a group of people in your brain. Well, well I mean this is how crazy the the,
1: distin- the the distinction this is how blurry all the distinctions have gotten in our society we actually have to define what we mean when we say violence and by violence i'm going to say uh an act of force committed against another human being that they did not invite uh whether that's uh um, murder kidnapping rape stuff like that it's violence yeah uh, now you know like mixed martial arts uh some people would say that is violent two people getting into a fight but those two people want to get into a
0: fight it's voluntary and, yeah they're so, they are agreeing that this is what we want to do yeah and and i and i do and
1: and i do not agree with people who say that uh words and language is violence in a legal sense in a psychological or emotional sense yeah it it can be an act of violence to call someone you know a racial epithet or just
0: to just or what to just be a mad angry fool. To somebody. I'm sorry? What about threatening violence to somebody? Well, that that is, yeah, that, you are the that You are violence. the legal expert here. That is violence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, at common law, uh, assuming I get it right, it's um, uh, uh, the threat of violence was actually termed an assault, and then the actual act of, of hitting the person, uh, committing physical violence, was called battery. And so, you know, the... You typically hear people say that, like, you know, you know, my freedom, you, you know, the, the freedom, uh, I'm going to butcher this quote, you know, you, know the, you, you have a freedom to act, but but it ends at the tip of my nose. The freedom of your fist ends at the tip of my nose. Well, no, it's actually before that, because you can't threaten violence without committing a crime. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, people, uh, words are not violence. We, no. It, 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 and if you think that, you are anti-freedom of speech. And freedom of speech is really friggin' important.
0: It's the root of everything. (laughs) It's kind of the root of all freedom. If you don't have the freedom to express yourself nonviolently, then you don't have any freedom. And
1: and even deeper than these questions of race relations that are going on in the United States right now is a question of, of what do we stand for as a people because there's a whole lot of people out there that don't stand for the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and freedom of association. And um, we are collapsing – people are collapsing all sorts of things together that are actually quite distinct. Like hate uh, is distinct from violence, and, and people talk about, like, racism. Uh, they talk about hate. They talk about white supremacy, Nazis, neo-Nazis, white nationalism, uh, nationalism, the alt-right – uh, they, they collapse all these things together in one group, and it's not the same thing.
0: Yeah, uh, it's not. Yeah, like... like like Richard uh, whatever's face is, did coin... Spencer? It, Spencer did coin the term alt-right. However, I don't think I've ever heard him say anything racist. I'm not sure that I have either. Now, is the idea of saying all the white people need to come together and leave the rest of the races... Is that racial? Yes it is. But would it be racist if a black leader was saying the same thing in the eyes of the mains of 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 the of the masses? I don't know. And isn't it weirder that people aren't saying like, "Yeah, take your kind and get the fuck out of here." Like, please do. Go live somewhere else. Like is that weird that people aren't saying, "Look, let's start a kickstarter. Let's get you the fuck out of here." The, the uh, You know what I'm saying, though? Like, wouldn't yeah. you want that? Like, <laughs> wouldn't you want those people away from you? Like, I don't, I don't get that. It's so funny. Like, well, you know what he wants? He wants all the other white people that don't want to be around other races to just get up and get out of here. Can you believe that? <laughs> like, what is wrong with that? I mean, yeah, get them out of here. Like, look, I think people, look, just because I think people should be allowed to hate other people, um, as long as they're not being violent, doesn't mean I want those people around me a lot of times those people hate themselves i think if you hate somebody else you typically really don't like yourself do you you value freedom
1: because i think people should be free to hate if that's what if that's the way they choose to to live their interior emotional
0: life with with a whole bunch of hate go go right ahead it's but don't be violent yeah that's the weird thing is like freedom um people don't want to accept ugly things within freedom And there can be some ugly things like, yeah, I think I think hate is kind of ugly, but it's it's there. It's not going to stop. It's not going to go away. A lot of people aren't even willing to accept the idea that freedom of
1: speech is for hate speech. Uh, uh, You know, the First Amendment isn't about your right to say that angels have wings and bunnies are furry. No, it's it's about hate speech.
0: It's about speech that's unpopular and, and not acceptable Who for can, the kids to overhear. Who's the one that classifies hate speech as hate speech, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing. Who's the judge there? Do, does the incumbent government define what's okay to say
1: and what's mm. not okay to say? Is that the kind of society you want to live in? No. because Because the people that are trying to rework American society to be like that— have have plenty of options on the table around the world. Just go to one of those places and you can live in a society like that and there's tons of them in the Middle East. Be my guest and go over there.
0: Yeah, I think it's, um, it's really interesting, man. I don't think people, I just don't think they, people just don't put things together because people buy. People are not thinking. Well, it's like, think. Guy, Guy Ritchie was, yeah, Guy Ritchie you said something on Rogan's podcast, right? Like, we've given we've given a lot of things away and then we we let people sell them back to us and i think opinions are one of those things man i think that people instead of formulating their own opinion i mean here's here's the thing if i was stuck in that news cycle like a lot of people are they watch cnn every day they watch fox news every day they watch msnbc every day and they follow all this stuff right like people are really tuned in to the the washington wrestling federation right now now as as a person that was not tuned in as a person who had this interrupt his wonderful life that he's trying to create for himself which is which is myself it to me it was like isn't that convenient isn't that convenient that they have somebody that they can put on their tv and get some alligator tears for like look a human life is precious to me right i yeah, whenever somebody dies, it's a tragedy. But like you said, why, how come we're not talking about those people that were murdered in Chicago? How come the people that were murdered probably in Columbus last weekend aren't all over the news? Why is that? Because it's not fucking convenient, man. It doesn't fit the narrative of the news. The news is that Donald Trump is a Nazi. Um, all, everybody that voted for Donald Trump is a racist. Uh, all that bullshit, man every everyone wants to blame charlottesville on the neo nazis and the white supremacists
1: jared kessler uh is the guy who had the permit for his little uh whatever group it is you know white white people group or whatever they had a permit to have a public event in the park and 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 their their first amendment freedom of speech rights were trampled on uh, whether they were, weren't were necessarily trampled on by the government, although they seem to think so. But, but it was trampled upon by the tyranny of the majority, by a whole bunch of people coming and, 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 and interfering with their rights. And then when the president says, hey, there's, there's bad actors on both sides, people are coming there to be violent on both sides, the media
0: howls. It's ridiculous. You know what else is funny? I was just thinking about is black back to the Black Lives Matter being a black supremacist group. <laughs> so I said this to Smiley, and Smiley said, "No, they branch from the Black Panthers." And I said, "The Black Panthers are a black supremacist group," and he goes, "No, they were just all about uplifting the lives of black people." I'm like, "So isn't wow? Isn't the Klan all about uplifting the lives of white people?" Wow. Isn't that what the Ku Klux Klan is based on? Yeah, not people, but a specific group of people. Huh, interesting. I I just don't think people realize it's like interchange the words white and black, and then but it's but it's the same well, thing there was, too.
1: There was actually the guy that did that with the um uh like like somebody
0: programmed
1: uh, a little compute you know a computer software program that would take uh, headlines. Uh, and 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 change the word black to white and and so you know that you know you know select so like the headline like you know white people it's not okay to be white would be you know would be like black people it's not okay to be. you're familiar with this story no yeah. that's great though yeah yeah, yeah. we got to look that up cuz <laughs> i finally got one for you uh, <laughs> Look that up after the podcast but yeah like like he programmed uh a device of some sort to do this and so it just took headlines and changed the word white to black and it was amazing Uh, It was amazing what's been coming out of the Huffington
0: Post for years. Um, This is great. Somebody just sent this to me. Democrats, Coca-Cola was invented by John Pemberton, a Confederate lieutenant colonel during the Civil War. Are you going to stop drinking Coke, too?
1: (laughs) Well, I would actually say if people feel that strongly about it, they should stop drinking Coke. But we all know what they'll actually do.
0: Yeah, I um, hmm, I uh, I I don't drink Coke personally. It's just because I actually care about my body, and I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to get clean. It has nothing to do with. I just saw uh, you drink Coke in the last uh, three hours. It was Diet Coke, sir. I oh. don't drink Coke, so I don't like the sugar. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's super interesting, man. I was I was trying to look that up when somebody sent that to me. So sorry for looking at that. I just thought that was relevant and funny. Um. Yeah, man. Do you feel good so far about this conversation? Do you? You think? Do you have more to say? Yeah. Um,
1: let's say. Let's people, get it. Let's get it out of here. People are collapsing things together that should not be collapsed together. You can be a white. You can be a uh, racist and not be a white supremacist. Like, like I'm a white person. I I could hate black people, but not necessarily have the belief that white people are superior to blacks. It's just I hate blacks, anyways. And and. And, and, and you know white supremacy is different from white nationalism you don 't have to be a supremacist to be in favor of white nationalism and you know we just elected Trump, who is a more nationalistic president uh, who goes against the more globalist agendas that we've been seeing in the last yeah. in the last you know five presidents i would say um, so you know when as much as Trump was vilified during the campaign season and since his election um we've seen people go from you know calling trump a nationalist and that's bad to calling him a white nationalist and that's bad and now they talk about white supremacists and then we require the president to disavow the white supremacists and and and
0: people just use these terms interchangeably and they don't necessarily mean the same thing they don't man but unfortunately people don't look at the dictionary people don't have good grammar people don't have good logic People don't have good rhetoric, man. And and Richard Spencer
1: uh, is the guy that invented the term alt right, or at least he gets the credit for it. And he's an editor at altright dot com. He is routinely identified in the media as a white supremacist, as a neo Nazi, and so, and and I voted for Trump, and I supported Trump from the day he announced, and I uh, have you know I have libertarian
0: uh you're, you're a libertarian and, anarchist for sure. And uh we have to we have to clarify that now because the anti They're trying to take our word. Yeah. And and
1: so like um during the election, like I strongly identified with the alt right and didn't consider it to be racist at all. Maybe there's this small segment. Well, you know, Richard Spencer sort of became known to me uh and about the time that he gave the speech at Auburn. So uh I watched his speech at Auburn in its entirety and i agreed with like 95% of what was coming out of his mouth and i was like oh my goodness like this guy is the is the face of neo nazism in america and i agree with 95% of what's coming out of his mouth like i need to research this more so i like like i watched lots of his interviews and and listened to lots of his speeches and and i'm like i'm like please just let just let him drop the n word one time that way i can invalidate everything he says I've seen reporter after reporter try to goad him into making racist statements, and he doesn't. And if anyone listening to this has any sort of tape or anything of him saying anything really offensive, send it to Drew so Drew can send it to me. Like, like, like I, I disavow violence. I don't consider myself a racist in the way that I define it. Um, Richard Spencer talks about identita- I, he, that he's an identitarian and what he's saying there is, is that if if identity politics is okay for some of us, then it's okay for all of us. And he identifies as a straight white man. And so here we go. Uh, if people want equality, or at least say they want equality, yeah. then then something that someone can do, any of us can do. And, and I've made the argument for years, you know, people, I've made the argument for years that it's okay to say the N-word.
0: It should be. I don't I mean it's uh it should be used properly. I think that's for sure. I don't I don't think people I mean I I don't think most most people that use the N word today use I, it properly when yeah. you refer to each other as the N word. I mean
1: I don't I don't run around and you know direct it at black people in a spirit of hate uh, and I frequently don't say it to black people simply because it's so controversial. But but I've but I've said for years The N-word must not actually be that controversial anymore because every rapper makes millions of dollars saying it nonstop. and people. It's it's only
0: controversial in Mark Twain books.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and immediately people are like, well, it's okay for them to say it because they're black, but it's not okay for you to say it, David, Mm. because you're white. And I tell them every time, you are now making a racial argument. Yeah. If we're going to say that it's okay for certain people to say things and not okay for other people to say things because of race that's a racist argument it is and 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 obviously the n-word must be okay to say it because jay-z made hundreds of million dollars and he's married to you know america's homecoming queen beyonce and he's buddies with our former president barack obama like like really good friends apparently uh, is, is the way they try to make it appear and you, you listen to Jay-Z's That's discography. They were, they were both in the Illuminati, bro. <laughs> you, you listen to Jay-Z's discography, and it's the N-word nonstop. And and Kanye West is, is married to America's other homecoming queen, Kim Kardashian, and he says the N-word nonstop. So it must be okay. It's not that offensive, right? Oh, it's only offensive if I say it because I'm white? Mm. That's a racist argument. It
0: is. It is, but you just don't understand the history of the word. which is funny because anybody that says that doesn't realize that everybody was considered the n-word and it's like everybody except for black people are in the right to not be the n-word anymore And,
1: and 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 by the way let me let me profess my love for racial epithets uh my favorite racial epithet of all is cracker I think there is no better racial epithet so, than cracker. But crackers, it's so perfect it, for it, white that, people. That
0: did not come from the crack of the whip, by the way. That is bullshit. That actually was a term that they used to call, um, it was, man. So, you know, Ebonics comes from England too, like, because it was part of Southern white culture because they're all poor people from rural England and rural <laughs> Ireland and rural Scotch Irish. And that's who the peers of the newly freed slaves were. So he bonics like, so if you take we be this, I asked him this and then you put a British accent on it, like a really rural British accent. Like we be, I be, you know what I mean? Like what yeah. uh, classic example is what um well, you're saying it wrong, Van, but but yeah, go on. Dick Van Dyke. So Dick Van Dyke did that awful British accent in Mary Poppins and re-listen to what he how he sounds it's like it's if you put an urban accent on that it sounds really similar <laughs> i swear to <laughs> god dude proving how white you are right now it's awesome well i mean i mean like if you yeah. want to if you want to uh i took the white test online and i'm actually not that white damon uh, you you're, yeah. you're, you're saying that dick van dyke sounds like a black person in mary poppins no like so so the roots of ebonics come from that accent come from britain come from britain along with the term "cracker." so the term cracker actually also comes from britain and then it was converted over because the higher class white people called the lower class white people crackers I've never heard this before. What, what Thomas soul, man, read, uh, uh, read black rednecks, white liberals. It's a great book. What's the British meaning of cracker? I don't remember. Thomas soul talked about it. I think I heard that it came from the UK and that it had nothing to do with the whip cracking and it actually had to do with something else. Um, man. Well, if, um, I mean, I, I submit to the audience
1: that cracker is the best racial epithet because it's, uh, it's so descriptive of white people. Uh, You know, crackers are square and flat and white and very bland and, you know, a cracker cannot dance. I mean, pull all the crackers out of the package and just set them on the kitchen counter and you can see they're not dancing no matter what music you play.
0: Uh, I think it's amazing. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's just, there's... (laughs) Yeah, I think that's hilarious. I, <laughs> Have we offended everyone yet? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I prefer the term hillbilly. Um, yeah, so white cracker or cracker is usually a derogatory term for white people, especially poor rural whites of southern United States in reference to Florida and Georgia. Uh, 1700s. Okay, so the 1783 pejorative use of crackers specifies men who are descended from convicts that were transported from Great Britain to Virginia at different times and inherit so much uh, prof- profligacy. Didn't know that word. Profligacy? Yeah. Never heard that word before. Look it up. They uh, Thanks, uh, iPhone.
1: Uh, th- they're spending excessive
0: amounts. Reckless extravagance. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. From their ancestors that they are... The most abandoned set of men on earth. <laughs> That's a quote from Benjamin Franklin in his memoirs. Oh, we're all crackers now. Then the abandoned people. I mean, I mean, especially people that spend too much money. I mean, Amer-
1: American history is a yeah. is a, is a white history, according to people now, and we have to have affirmative action to, you know, to to equalize everything. So you know, white people are the crackers now.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that, so for anybody that, hopefully we gave them a good cultural history today. And so what, what I, what I want people to take away from is that, uh, this is what I want people to take away from, man. Like don't buy into to people telling you that you can't succeed based on your race or ethnicity or that you're more likely to succeed because you're more privileged. Like, yo, you know what a real privilege is? Good looking people. That is something that's real. If you're good looking, things come easier to you until you get older and you're not good looking anymore. And then it catches up with you. Go figure. So I sexual privilege. Yeah, man. Yeah. I I, I think that's a real thing while you're still good looking, but I, you know, man, you got to work hard for shit, man, no matter what it is, no matter what you got to do, you got to be prepared to, 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 Capitalize in situations. Here's a story that I told earlier and I want to work this in to the show because I think it's funny and it kind of shows that sometimes when you think you're making a bad decision, you actually made a good decision. Can I should I tell this story? Should we close on the story?
1: Uh yeah, actually, but before you do that, like um I, I would just encourage people to continue distinguishing hate uh, oh, yeah. Hateful emotions and thoughts, which you should be free to have if you choose, against violence and uh, and, and we did not yet uh, point out that you know violence we're defining as uh, forceful actions against that that are unwanted against your fellow human. There's also property destruction. Yeah, and um, you know the statues being it, it, look if we as a society come to the decision that these statues should be taken down because the even within the proper historical context it's just repulsive to our new enlightened ways of thinking about race then then that's fine as a society we will take the statues down but this mob rule of people doing property destruction is is unacceptable it, it, is. it goes against the rule of law it is. It's counterproductive. They are resorting to mob rule because they do not have the uh, the approval of society at large. That I, is what is going
0: on. I agree. And actually, I think that's a good way to end the show. I can save that story for another time. I was just thinking there's no good way to tie that story into the podcast, man. Thank. Well, no. Uh, we'll, we'll use that
1: uh, during the talk about cryptocurrencies in the future.
0: Oh, yeah. We were going to talk about that tonight, too. <laughs> Jeez Louise, that's for the next part. We'll we'll have to do this again, man. We'll have to do this um, hopefully within a month. You're going out of town a lot. Yeah. We're absolutely. busy guys. We uh yeah, it it, it it's hard work. Get, to be get, successful you gotta hustle. Especially when you're in the, you're one of doing your business full time or shutting down your old business because you're sick of it and then starting a new one, which is in a totally different field like what you're doing. Yeah.
1: And and folks even if you work hard and hustle for a long long time you still might not reach the level of success that you desire to reach uh because sometimes life just does that and right now in america economically things are very tough people are suffering uh the the people your neighbors that look like they're
0: really successful
1: uh are are just as terrified of the future and the present as you are. Well, how are
0: they supposed to pay for their mortgage they can't afford or their credit cards?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Things are very tough right now in America. And I I do think that a lot of this friction between Americans uh, exists because people are just stressed out of their minds because they're not succeeding economically.
0: Well, and I also think it's because we live in a consumer-based fucking economy, man. Like, why, why do we need to consume? Why do we need to... Why do you need to try to keep up with the Joneses? Why do you need to, I mean, like, look, if you don't like going to work every day, figure out how much money you need to live every month, then f- then figure out a way to, re- to pay your bills. And that's, that's what we've done. I mean, fuck, we don't live, we don't live as well as we probably have in the past. I mean, shit, dude, I might not ever make the money that I made working in corporate America and I'm okay with that. If I make 70% of that, I'm going to be pretty happy.
1: Well, it's just... Yeah, and it's just come out in the last few years that millennials actually have a lower life expectancy than the older generations. That is the first time in America... Why is that? Um, Peanut allergies? (laughs) Because we're... Well, uh, the argument could be made that we are failing as a country, that we're failing as a society. Uh, Some people are making the
0: argument that we are failing as a species. What's killing millennials... They say,
1: uh, well, it's a variety of factors that I don't recall off the top of my head. But, but look, we we live in a society where uh, one in what is it one in three bankruptcies occur because of medical bills. Wow! And over fifty percent of men get cancer at some point in their life, huh. and women are right there at the fifty percent mark as well. That's crazy. So people so,
0: should grow their own food. Yeah.
1: So even if you Live the American dream, and you are the American success story. You've basically got a uh, fifteen—what is it? Uh, yeah, about a fifteen percent chance that that when you reach retirement age, you will come down with cancer or some other horrific medical expense, and that medical expense will bankrupt you. So all those decades that you spent saving up your nest egg wasn't for retirement; it was just to keep you alive a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, it's a weird thing to think about, man. And and it's pretty actually scary to think about the future sometimes. So that's why I just try to do everything I can now to have the skills to navigate we, we, through life. You yeah, know what I mean?
1: We need to stop moralizing about the American experience and start getting real with ourselves about the fact that there is no written guarantee anywhere that it won't happen here. The horrific things that happened in history won't happen here, and that includes just outright decline of the American empire.
0: That's a good book, by the way, It Won't Happen Here, or It Can't Happen Here by Sinclair Lewis. Yeah. It's actually like very much so in line with what's going on today with the anti-fascists actually being the fascists. Pretty interesting, man. We we didn't even get to that topic. That we like didn't.
1: that like large groups of people are showing up in public wearing masks and and committing acts of vandalism and property destruction and just outright attacking their fellow human.
0: And they're supposed to be the good guys because they're beating up Nazis.
1: Yeah, and they're the good guys?
0: What? <laughs> That's some damn good public relations. Who's ever working that in the media right now? I mean, because ultimately, the Nazi in our brains is the most evil thing that you could be. The worst thing you could be. So why not paint a bunch of people whose ideas you don't like as Nazis? And again, there was probably definitely Nazis there. No, there,
1: there but, definitely were Nazis there. But were there was also there.
0: probably trolls. I mean the the fucking tiki torches, come on, that shit was so fucking stupid. The,
1: yeah, like like people were the Friday night of Charlottesville when people were when the white supremacists, whoever the heck they were, are walking around with tiki torches around that statue of rubbing. And, and people and people were freaking out. I can see their faces. I at least know who's holding the tiki torches. Yeah. Dude, those the the Antifa people like running through the streets, we don't know who they are. That could be your,
0: your neighbors. Shit's crazy. Think about that, guys. It's crazy. Think about that. Well, Damon, thanks for coming on again, man. Sorry, I feel like I, I started to to gas out there at the end of the night. It's been a long week, but uh, I had fun talking, man. I hope people enjoy this episode. No, it's it's beautiful. These
1: these are the kinds of things that need to be said. We, uh, we, we all need to dial it back, all of us. And, uh, I assert that we should, uh, limit government's influence in our lives on a daily basis. And then it won't be, it won't matter what other people think and, and it won't be so heavily politicized. It'll be okay because yeah, some people over there think that and some other people over there think, think something else, but they're just people that are over there. They aren't people that like have their hands on the levers of power.
0: Yeah, that's true. They don't. And they never will. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, not the ones that are that open.
1: But yeah, God bless America. It's good to be an American. God still, bless America. Still, America.
0: It's still Fuck yeah! <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, love y'all. Love y'all. If you want to send me some hate mail, sample the sampler at gmail.com. Damon, if people want to write you or contact you, is the best way through me. probably for this episode (laughs) we've we've given out
1: my uh contact information on a prior sample hour i believe uh i'll be linked in the show notes you know i'm not too hard to find if you just go back and listen to my name
0: there aren't too many people running around with my name (laughs) fake news (laughs) fake news all right guys love you guys thanks for listening look forward to talking to you again soon